This is the Behind the Line podcast, and this is Pacific Northwest Headline News in three minutes for Tuesday, April 26, 2022. Two nurses are suing King County and Pioneer Health Services for alleged sexual assaults by clients that they were forced to deal with when working for the company. In February 2021, Carrie Dickinson had gone to an apartment to check on a client who pinned her to the floor and attempted to rape her. Two Seattle police officers kicked down the door, tackled the man, and carried Dickinson to safety. Afterward, the officers were stunned to learn she had been sent to the man's apartment by herself. One of the officers told her, I'm pretty sure there's a law against that. And it turned out the officer was right. Safety concerns and requests to work in pairs were brushed off, and and the women's working conditions were increasingly hostile, toxic, dangerous, and volatile, the lawsuit says. Though the county was aware of each client's criminal history and propensity for violence, that information wasn't shared with PHS PAC team members who were required to meet clients in their residence and drive them to appointments in their personal vehicles, the lawsuit says. Marty's Law is named for Marty Smith, a crisis responder for the state mental health system who was killed by a client during a home visit in Polsbo in November of 2005. The law requires those who provide crisis care to dangerously mentally ill offenders work in pairs. It also bars retaliation against any worker who refuses to go on home visits alone. King County and PHS blatantly ignored this critical safety law. It was commonplace for the county and PHS to send female PHS PAC team workers out alone to the homes of dangerously mentally ill clients with no information on the dangers presented by these offenders. Wow. Here's a good one since Earth Day just passed and everybody's on their big environmental trip. The American Lung Association just released its 23rd annual State of the Air report. It looks at two of the most common pollutants in our air, ozone and particle pollution. Despite Washington being a state known for its fresh air, we got failing grades. In all the counties that have air quality monitors, all except one received an F grade when it came to particle pollution. The only county without an F is Skagit, but it did get a D. This is for the years 2018, 19, and 20. They're blaming it on wildfire smoke, which only happens for a couple months of the year. So how is it we get F grades for clean air for the entire year or three years when these wildfires only happen for a couple months. This report is totally slanted. The Washington State Supreme Court has struck down an Edmonds gun storage ordinance in a court order of reaffirming state law that local governments can't impose their own firearms regulations. In an opinion signed by all nine justices, the court ruled that Washington state law fully occupies and preempts the entire field of firearms regulation within the boundaries of the state. The ruling stems from an ordinance passed by the city of Edmonds in 2018 requiring that people secure their firearms. It allowed for civil fines as much as $10,000 if an at-risk person or child gained access to an unsecured gun. The city of Seattle passed a similar law that year, which has also been challenged. Thursday's ruling was a victory for gun rights organizations, surprisingly. 
Authorities near San Francisco say they seized nearly 100 pounds of illicit fentanyl worth over $4 million. Sheriff's detectives with partners from the County Narcotics Task Force discovered a fentanyl manufacturing lab on Friday after serving two search warrants in the city of Oakland and Hayward. Detectives seized 92.5 pounds, 42 kilograms of the fentanyl and arrested one suspect. The street value of fentanyl is about $100 per gram, putting the hall's value at $4.2 million. That's 42,000 grams that were headed for the street. Drug trafficking organizations typically distribute fentanyl by the kilogram, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration says on its website. One kilogram has the potential to kill 500,000 people. The DEA says that just two milligrams of fentanyl can be lethal, depending on a person's body size, tolerance, and past usage. And finally, here's a story that has a lesson to be learned. A woman who accidentally dropped her cell phone into the hole of an outhouse in a national forest and fell in while trying to retrieve it had to be rescued by firefighters in Washington State. Brennan Fire Department Chief Tim Manley said the woman who was at the top of Mount Walker in the Olympic National Forest northwest of Seattle had been using her phone when it fell into the toilet on Tuesday. Manley said she disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes to try and get the phone and eventually used the leashes to tie herself off as she reached for it. That effort failed and she fell into the toilet head first. That didn't work very well and in she went, Manley said. The woman was alone and tried to get out for 10 to 15 minutes. Reunited with her phone, she called 911. Responding firefighters passed her blocks to stand on to reach a harness, which they used to pull her out of the vault. The Brennan Fire Department said the woman said she was uninjured. I don't know about that. She was washed down and strongly encouraged to seek medical attention after being exposed to human waste. But she only wanted to leave, the department said. I've been doing this for 40 years, and that was a first, Manley said. Good Lord. If you drop your cell phone in a Forest Service outhouse, it's gone. File an insurance claim. She's lucky she even had service up there. This has been Pacific Northwest Headline News. For more, visit BehindTheLinePodcast.com. Thanks for listening.